Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo, serving you a generous helping of everything you need to know to help you and your loved ones stay safe during any doctor or hospital visit. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me. And today, I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? Well, here we are again, right after Christmas. I hope you and your family had a beautiful holiday, and I hope you were able to spend it together. Boy, I miss the old days when it was easy to decide what to share with you each week. Um, Kind of toyed with the idea today, being that it's just around the holidays, that maybe we should be uplifting and talk about hope and peace and love and how next year is going to be wonderful. But I'm not sure I can do that because I'm not sure how I feel about what's coming up next year. This whole situation with the vaccines, I do think, needs to be talked about again today. Before I do, I want to ask once again, if you enjoy this show, if you can support it by sharing a donation, a financial donation, a monetary donation, you will get a tax deduction for it. Any amount that you donate that we can then use to help support keeping this program alive, I will personally make pillowcases and send them to Enchanted Makeovers. It's a homeless women and children's shelter, and I will name you as the donor, and you will get the tax deduction. I really hope you can help me help the show, help all of our listeners, and help some homeless women and children whom we will never meet, but who could use our help. Head over to speakupandstayalive.com. At that page on the website, there are choices where you can donate, speakupandstayalive.com, or you can mail to me at Pat Rulo, 46 Chagrin Plaza, number 103, Chagrin Falls, Ohio, 44022. 46 Chagrin Plaza, number 103, Chagrin Falls, Ohio, 44022. And uh, you can mail a check as your donation. I will send you a receipt for that. And uh, Enchanted Makeovers will send you a donation letter. All right, let's move on with today because one of the questions I continually ask myself is what is the real motivation for attempting to vaccinate millions of healthy people? Well, clearly I am not the only person asking that question. There are many others around the world asking it. One is a Patrick Delaney. He writes for LifeSite News. Uh, December 17th, 2020, he said that while the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine has been rushed through the process of development, testing, approval, and now is being distributed at warp speed, and I mentioned this last two weeks ago, a former vice president and chief scientist of Pfizer forcefully contradicted the necessity and the utility of the entire enterprise. Dr. Michael Yeadon, who spent over 30 years leading new allergy and respiratory medicines research and retired from Pfizer with the most senior research position in this field, he wrote, there is absolutely no need for vaccines to extinguish the pandemic. 
I've never heard such nonsense talk about vaccines. You do not vaccinate people who aren't at risk from a disease. You also don't set about planning to vaccinate millions of fit and healthy people with a vaccine that has not been extensively tested on human subjects. He also supports his assertion by demonstrating that with 30 to 40 percent of the population having T-cell immunity prior to the arrival of the virus, and somewhere in the mid-20s to low 30 percent having already been infected, approximately 65 to 72 percent of the population has some immunity to COVID-19. Thus, he affirms the pandemic is effectively over and citizens should immediately be permitted to get back to normal life. I also read deep within a, a, uh, a study or a, or a paper published on the CDC, I think it's on page 39, as a matter of fact, where the CDC actually comes out and claims that no virus has ever been isolated. No coronavirus has ever been isolated. So what they're even talking about here, what they're testing for and what they're vaccinating for is still, I believe, a big question. Though their voices are suppressed by media and big tech corporations, there are tens of thousands of doctors, scientists, and medical practitioners who agree with this Dr. Yidan's conclusions, either explicitly or implicitly. There are over 51,000 medical and health science professionals who affirm that due to the relatively mild danger of COVID-19 to the vast majority of the population, those who are at minimal risk should be permitted to live their lives normally and build up immunity to the virus. Other examples include an extraordinary letter from almost 3,000 doctors and health professionals in Belgium and hundreds of physicians in Spain and Germany calling COVID-19 a fake pandemic, having the purpose of creating a world dictatorship with a sanitary excuse. World-renowned microbiologist Dr. Suchardi Bhakti even went as far as to state in an interview on the Ingram angle, Laura Ingram, he said that the vaccine drive is downright dangerous and continued, he said, quote, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom, unquote. Also most aggressively suppressed is the fact that inexpensive, safe, and very effective treatments are available for COVID-19. Early treatments with hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and antibiotic and vitamins is one such option with a phenomenal track record. Another such treatment, which is hailed as nothing less than miraculous, is the use of ivermectin, ivermectin which is said to obliterate transmission of this virus. The fact that the U.S. National Institutes of Health has recommended against the use of such treatments and the Food and Drug Administration has worked irrationally to stop the availability of these medications have left doctors severely troubled and even traumatized while they watch many of their patients needlessly die. Proposed instead are novel, expensive, and dangerous pharmaceutical vaccines intended for the entire population and rolled out by the military? Though COVID-19 has a 99.6% survival rate, which is virtually 100% for those under 20 years old, and an average age of death of about 82 years, similar to the normal lifespan. As is evident to simple common sense, 
if 95% of people experience COVID-19 virtually symptom-free, the risk of exposure to an untested vaccine is irresponsible. Dr. Joseph Meany, president of the National Catholic Bioethics Center, affirms that informed consent is not even possible for these new vaccines since long-term effects remain unknown due to the lack of extended testing. Thus, any use of coercion of persons to take such a vaccine remains ethically unacceptable. So why is there such an aggressive, orchestrated government and media push to vaccinate the entire nation? As a matter of logic, the motivations must go beyond the stated purpose of immunizing against COVID-19. So I'm going to mention several educated possibilities for your consideration. The new messenger RNA vaccines may change your DNA permanently. According to Dr. Miklos Lucas de Pereni, a research professor of science and technology in Peru, the COVID-19 pandemic was manufactured by the world's elites as part of a plan to globally advance transhumanism, literally the fusion of human beings with technology in an attempt to alter human nature itself. Several scholars have been raising warning flags about this imminent possibility in respect to the coronavirus vaccines aggressively being rolled out, particularly the Bill Gates-backed Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Dr. Kerry Madej, an internist trained in osteopathic medicine, has expressed her urgent concerns in several videos and interviews which have gained a strong presence on social media for several months now. I've watched them since the beginning, and they're horrifying. Both of these vaccines use a new messenger RNA technology, which Madej states is important to know because it could potentially alter our DNA, our genome. And our human genome is what separates us from animals and plants. It is our blueprint for how we develop, reproduce, function, and repair ourselves. Therefore, one little change, one little protein inserted, one taken out, can actually create a congenital defect or a hereditary disorder. This process is called transfection and is the same technology being used to make a genetically modified organism such as a tomato or corn in the grocery store. And we all know such modified organisms are not as healthy as the organic, the wild type that you see out in nature. Thus, potentially, we would not be as healthy. The public is told that with respect to these messenger RNA vaccines, that they will go into the cell and instruct the DNA to code a particular protein, which will then fight against the virus. But who can certify that this is the type of RNA they are manufacturing? As the vaccine could carry RNA to do just about anything, including limiting our capacity to capture oxygen in the red blood cells or disrupt the physiological process where you have to develop sperm. You never know. The sky's the limit. As has long been an ethical concern with human genome research, the virtually limitless possibilities of this technology can be horribly abused. 
such processes may be able to even compromise other features, such as one's intelligence and that of their offspring, creating even a class of subhumans by combining human DNA with that of animals. While vaccine manufacturers have denied that the messenger RNA in these vaccines will change one's genomes, Dr. Louis Fouché, a French anesthetist and resuscitation specialist, said, this can't be known until it happens and we have long-term studies, highlighting another grave concern with such a rushed vaccine. Another reason, population control. As a major population control advocate, you know who I'm talking about, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, as well as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they have been enthusiastic supporters of these messenger RNA vaccines and have spoken in the past about using vaccines as a means to reduce the world's population. So I'm not making this up. I've watched TED Talks where he's talked about this. Interestingly, in a recent petition to the European Medicines Agency, I mentioned this two weeks ago, Dr. Yeadon and another physician made the case for suspending all COVID-19 vaccine studies in Europe, citing known risks from previous studies, which still remain, including infertility in women. Since these messenger RNA vaccines are expected to produce antibodies to attack spike proteins such as COVID-19, and these spike proteins also contain synctin proteins, which are essential for the formation of the placenta, infertility of indefinite duration could result in vaccinated women, they warned. Corroborating this effect, the UK government produced safety instructions for the Pfizer vaccines that indicate that it should not be used by pregnant or breastfeeding mothers. In addition, they state that it is unknown what effect the COVID-19 messenger RNA vaccine will have on fertility. So the enormous drive for the broad distribution of this vaccine proposes that it's sensible for women in their childbearing years to risk permanent sterilization in order to reduce their chances of being infected by a virus with a 99.8% survival rate in their age bracket and for which excellent treatments are available. Does any of that make sense? A third reason these vaccines might be rolled out, branding of all individuals with a digital ID using what's called luciferase. Another possible motive behind the COVID-19 vaccine, according to Dr. Madej, is the potential to insert a digital code, a barcode or type of personal brand under the skin. Scientific American published an article late last year reporting that, ugh, Bill Gates had commissioned the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, to build an injectable quantum dot dye system to tattoo stored medical information beneath the skin of, a ch of children and potentially adults as well. This technology is called luciferase, supposedly because this enzyme, which actually comes from fireflies, by the way, gives a bioluminescence, a light, when activated. It's not seen or felt by the host, you, the person, but with a device like a smartphone with a special app, one can simply scan over that section of the skin and it will light up, passing to the device a digital code pattern, 
a barcode, and thus an ID of some kind. With this technology, you now become like a product that is branded, or one might add like a farm animal whose marking identifies its owner and permits them to better track the location of their property. The reported development purpose of this technology was to provide clear assurance of vaccination for children in the developing world where paperwork gets lost and parents forget whether their child is up to date. How noble. According to Dr. Madej, this technology allows authorities to have absolute verification that a particular person has been vaccinated successfully and has thus undergone a successful gene modification as these designers don't trust medical records, nor certainly not the word of the individual. Another reason, constant surveillance and technological manipulation using hydrogel and artificial intelligence. The insertion of a different new technology under the skin may be an additional motivation for the COVID-19 vaccine. Hydrogel, a nanotechnology, which is a microscopic robotic organism, was developed by the U.S. Defense of Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, and a private corporation called Profusa. One primary function of this technology is to gather information from the host's body, including blood pressure, blood sugar, heart rate, medications taken, nutrients, etc., However, it has the potential to be used for other things as well, such as documenting how many steps one takes if a person is swimming, running, sleeping, or potentially even one's emotions. And that's already here. I have friends who are wearing devices that when they are in a bad mood, they get a little ding on their device so that the person could stop and think, oh, gee, why am I in a bad mood today? I better write that down so I can think about it. Well, meantime, where is all this information going? Like you need something to ding to tell you that you are in a bad mood? Stupid. This data is constantly measured by the individual's smart device sent to the cloud, wherever that is, and to some other database, artificial intelligence. Think about how immediately that could change our privacy, our autonomy, and our freedom. And all of this information is going where? Who is protecting this information? What are they using it for? This technology is a two-way street, if you think about it, because as information is sent out from the, these devices into the cloud or wherever they're going, they also should be able to receive data as well, affecting individuals in some way. Would it affect our mood, our behavior, how we think, or our memories? Might it allow outside parties to exert an internal technological influence upon our dispositions? Related to this merging of human biology with artificial intelligence, Dr. Lucas warned how this has been part of the goals for the World Economic Forums, and here's a real ding-dong lunatic Klaus Schwab, for some time. The German founder of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, has been using the coronavirus pandemic as a pretense to advance what he refers to as the fourth industrial revolution, which he described as, quote, a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines among the physical, digital, and biological spheres. 
This revolution, he pledged in January of 2016, will affect the very essence of our human experience. Frightening. So when studying the origins of these initiatives, follow the money. And when one looks into the backers of these companies and who is behind the big health organizations like the World Health Organization, the WHO, the National Institute of Health, NIH, the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, you find the same names. Along with the U.S. Defense Department and DARPA, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is named repeatedly as supporting virtually all of these agencies and efforts. To build upon the foundations of invasive control mentioned that I just mentioned, Gates has also invested hundreds of millions of dollars into implant chip-based devices that have the ability to deliver birth control into the bloodstream when activated from an outside remote control. A corporation which specializes in tracking pandemic infections and vaccine compliance. Another which plans to blanket the globe in 5G video surveillance satellites. And he has also secured a patent for the monitoring of body and brain activity, which promises to reward compliant humans with cryptocurrency payments when they perform assigned activities. This man is insane. Also included in his activities is joint involvement with the U.S. military in gene drive research or gene extinction technology, which allows genetic engineers to drive a single artificial trait through an entire population by ensuring that all of an organism's offspring carry that trait. Given Bill Gates's very public support for population control, his references in the past to the value of vaccines to depopulate the world, his support for both gene extinction technology and the rapid mass distribution of these inadequately tested messenger RNA vaccines that have the potential to change one's genome, is there a single individual who, with sufficient information, would consent to receiving such a vaccine? With the reality of this relatively mild virus, which has effective treatments, might our current second wave of lockdowns be ordered towards persuading an ill-informed population to accept such a dangerous vaccine? Recognizing that this entire vaccine campaign made no sense, world-renowned microbiologist and Author Dr. Sukarik Bhakti recently stated, as I said in an interview on the Ingram Angle, that the vaccine drive is downright dangerous. And I warn you, he says, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom. How's that for ending this year on a happy, inspiring note? Ugh, I just feel that I need to share this with you. Nobody really wants to talk about this because it is just, it's frightening. You, you, you couldn't even begin to make this kind of thing up. So I just wanted to share it with you today. All right, well, we are at the end of the program, the end of the year. I hope that you can support the continuation of this program by donating at speakupandstayalive.com. I've made it tax deductible to you. 
so that you can donate a monetary amount, which will be used to help support and keep this show going. But in return, I will give you something. I will make pillowcases on your behalf. I will pay the money to send them to Enchanted Makeovers, and I will give you the tax deduction. You will receive a tax donation letter from Enchanted Makeovers. I don't know what else I can do to help keep this program on the air, but I do need your help to keep it on the air. So please visit speakupandstayalive.com. Right on that page, you'll see choices for donations, or you can send a check to Pat Rulo, R-U-L-L-O, 46, Chagrin Plaza, number 103, Chagrin Falls, Ohio, 44022. And with that, my friends, it's the end of the year. Happy New Year. Let's Let's hope for a, for a better new year. There are potential things that can happen within these next few weeks that could actually turn this whole crazy around. Let's pray for that. Let's hope for that. And I will see you again next year. Huh. Next week, next year. Same time, same place, but uh, never the same information. Until then, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week and a happy new year. Enjoy the new year. Ring it in again with people whom you love and care about. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety. The information provided in today's broadcast is for informational purposes only and was not intended for use as diagnosis or treatment of a health problem and should not be considered as medical advice. If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Until next week, remember, you have to speak up and stay alive.